They say a man should always dress for the job he wants. So why am I dressed up like a pirate in this restaurant? It's all because some hacker stole my identity. Now I'm in here every evening serving chowder and iced tea. Should have gone to freecreditreport.com. I could have seen Hello this and me good like evening. My name is Josh. I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob. We're supposed to be fine. Those are the man. It's reasoning the unreasonable. Makes sense. nonsense because this is... Okay, hear me out. Aaron and Bob, how are you doing this evening? I didn't think it was possible, but I think you have sped up that intro. <laughs> it's getting shorter and shorter in time. <laughs> what? What? Just rolling Man, off the tongue off. <laughs> I know. Well, also, for some agree- reason, when you scream in the last like month, or like the last, yeah, probably month, two months, something like that. It doesn't pick up in my ears anymore, so I don't get the full effect unless I re-listen back to the show. Yeah, you, you peek pretty hard on Discord here. It just cuts yeah, yeah. <laughs> Discord just is like, nah, you don't need to listen to that, which I appreciate. <laughs> you don't you don't need to hear this out, Discord. No, no. <laughs> Base Discord developers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you agree with me on Josh's sped up intro uh you can leave a voicemail at 1-833-666-911 again that's 1-833-666-0911 it's not gonna happen you were going so you were going so weirdly slow to not fuck it up that it almost was a fuck up (laughs) oh yeah right I, I saw you looking at the camera like, what is this asshole doing? And I went slower <laughs> after that. I was seeing if you're gonna blow up before episode one hundred. <laughs> I can manage. I think I can manage. Hey, but speaking of episode one hundred, the uh the jingle, the OK Homo theme song contest is still going on. Uh, compose a song, record it, send it in to OKHMO show at gmail.com. Try to make like if you make it five seconds, I will get my read in down to five seconds so I can read it of the song. <laughs> Just like there, there's the challenge right there. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear those since we can't hear any of them. Isaac is keeping them under lock and key. He changed the email to our, he changed the password to our own email so that we can't <laughs> yeah. access it and hear these songs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like surprises. I feel like he's going to be upset when we don't pick his song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. We need the recording of uh, uh, like, what? What do you mean you don't like my show? Or what's the line? Uh, except with the song, we need to update that. <laughs> don't tell me you don't like my show. <laughs> yeah, don't tell it. me you don't like my jingle <laughs> song jingle. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. But speaking of jingles, how about that credit report, man? When's the last time y'all have checked your credit scores? My oh, bank Jesus tells me Christ. quite regularly, actually, what mine is. Stop yeah, fucking it's, it's up. Like monthly emails. It's like, oh, it's changed. And I go in and it's like, oh, it moved one point. How exciting. Yeah, it, it never moves by like serious amounts and like, unless you're just like paying off like big chunks of debt at a time or something. Yeah, that that's... uh. That that's what helped me is paying off a big chunk of debt. I had like some old shit that I didn't even know existed until the bank let me know how much debt I'm in. Thank you, bank. Like old <laughs> electric company bills that probably I wasn't even living in the apartment that was just still ringing bills up to my name, you know. But oh, uh, that's that's real lovely. That's <laughs> yeah. You- that actually was one of them. It was terrible. I was like. Oh, I owe $400 to an electric company because they just didn't take it out of my name. Awesome. 
I just love this this financial system that we've been ingratiated in our entire lives that we we had no option to go in or out of. Oh, wait, wait, wait! Your your best. entire lives. Uh, what what year were you guys born again? Eighty six. Well, for me, who's asking? Who's asking, Josh? <laughs> oh, I mean, 80, 86 is a good answer. Uh, He's just collecting uh, more Aaron. information on us. <laughs> it, it might oh, don't worry, I already have that information. But <laughs> it was it was a question, yo, know, for the audience. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> for their better. No, no, actually, eighty six is the perfect answer because you know you know the FICO credit score wasn't around back then. Oh, well, like it was around, but it wasn't universally adopted until eighty nine. It's like the credit scores are relatively new thing. Yeah, do, do you guys know anything about? Do you guys know anything about the history of credit scores and how how they came about? I imagine that uh, it has a very, uh, a very easy to guess uh, early life in the Wikipedia section. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like since you're saying it's from the '80s, I know there was pretty harsh economic downturns back in the '80s. What Carter? Carter was in office, right? No, that's he, Reagan. Uh, yeah, it was, it was Reagan then Bush. Uh, uh, I think Carter might have been at the beginning of the eighties, but eighty. Uh, it would have been you know Bush for. Uh, it would have been Bush, Bush in eighty nine, but it would have been yeah. Reagan when I was born. I wasn't sure which one you were asking. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I feel like they they just got through some like really harsh economic times, and the banks were like, "Man, we need a way to keep track of all these loans that people are refusing to pay interest on, or something like that." And they just got really upset with everything. So. I know was it leading out of the seventies? Yeah, the, the the inflation rate was pretty crazy back then too. So, I mean, yeah, the seventies had its own little little financial crisis and you know, all that uh, gold stuff going on, gold fiat stuff going on. But but let's, let's okay. So let's let's get into the, the FICO credit score, the singular credit score, the number we're all familiar with, that little three hundred eight fifty number that we can uh, you know see check on our bank's website or free credit free credit report dot com or whatever. That was founded by uh, the, these two guys, Bill Fair and Earl Isaac. So, like the Fair and Isaac Company is the where the FICO comes from. And in 1956, they had started the company. Um, they had been working as uh, had careers in the Navy, um, and then went and did some some research over at Stanford. And then out of the blue, just went and moved to. Uh, Midwest, the Midwest, and started up a financial services company to come up with a software to uh, an algorithm to generate credit credit scores. That's that's kind of how they innovated that. Ah, uh, great! Big tech started fucking us basically instantly. In the 50s? <laughs> yeah, they they were like. Yes, the 50s. Yeah, they they had specifically been doing defense research at Stanford. So, like, they were some of the only people in the world who had access to and knew how to use computers and had access to enough to, like, develop algorithms. So, that's uh, that's kind of where, where they're coming from. Dude, they have better computers than the space shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. Of course, the banks did. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like... <laughs> the first the first fucking computer program ever run is just figure out who we can loan money to most effectively. <laughs> like, oh my god, settle down, guys. <laughs> Have the computer generate the interest rate. They'll never they'll never understand why it's that way. <laughs> the computer said so. It's it has to be true. <laughs> Scientific. Um 
Yeah, so so they, they started that in 1956. Uh, they didn't get their first customer until 1958, but that was just... Um, what was it? American Investment Company, some random company. Uh, a few years after that, they actually had some, uh, I think, like department store or something. Um, but uh, Montgomery Ward, yeah, a failing department store that continued to fail for the next few decades uh, until I think they were eventually bought out by Sears or something. It was, it was something stupid like that. But um, they, uh, so credit didn't really help them. It didn't look like it. And then 1970 was their first actual bank and credit card issuer. Uh, customer, the Connecticut Bank and Trust. So, but from there, gradually built up until it was universally accepted, um, universally used metric uh, across different you know, credit financial bank institutions. So, voila! In 1989, we have we have the FICO program. Uh, send out credit reports to you know, your your mortgage lender, your bank your employer, whoever you're renting, whatever, end of story, right? That, that's pretty much the whole story right there. Yeah, any, any questions, class? <laughs> I believe it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but that's, yeah. that's just the facts so far. What, what's the, yeah. let me know the dirty details. So I'm going to go a little more into the history uh, before coming out with a, a clear, clear statement on the situation. So, that's that's the credit score, which, in my opinion, isn't actually that important to the whole history of credit, um, because the credit score is based entirely on the reporting of uh, credit bureaus or credit reporting agencies. So we have, we have Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion, and they're the ones who actually compile the data and send it to FICO to calculate your score. But I mean, the data and your and, and Experian and Equifax and TransUnion, they all have their own like kind of internal scores as well. They're just not really, uh, they're, they're not used to the same extent. But FICO's kind of just a, a middle, middleman, as it were. Okay. So they're, they're just the tabulator. They, they don't collect all, all the information themselves. They, they, they get it collected and then it's given to them, basically. And they just sit there and fucking tally people up and put them on a chart. Yeah, exactly. They did just uh, put put the numbers they're given in a machine. Beep boop bob. Uh, Seven fifty six. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we didn't need the beep boop bob. <laughs> well, how would you know that? Like, people aren't watching this. How would they know that it was a computer doing the work? Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, by by this the algorithm time, noises. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you needed those the the old hard drives, which are just like. Uh, what were they like tape rolls like film tape rolls that used to be like hard drives back in the day <laughs> okay so those companies um they report all that information do you know and then there's the question there where do they get the their information from all of their financial information that they report they go out and they solicit that information from uh kind of the, the core ones are, are banks child support agencies uh credit card issuers debt buyers and collection agencies, loan finance companies, mortgage lending, retail accounts, sales finance companies, student loan reports, um, utilities companies. Like They just go out and say, yeah, hey, can we have information on Bob over here? Uh, you know, has he, uh, is he up on his, his electric bill payment? I guess that'd be Aaron here. Uh, but, uh, oh, oh, no, he's not? Um, okay, let's uh, tell everyone in the world that they can't lend to him. <laughs> yeah no that's it's even more it's gotten they've gotten more fucked up with it we're like they'll be like 
Oh, you have this like outstanding electric bill for $80 from five years ago. Um, like you probably like moved apartments and they just didn't like switch it over in time. And then they accrued a bunch of fees and it was originally like 15 bucks because they just didn't like turn it off until the fourth of the month instead of like the first and you would pay it up. So like that shit happens. And then like every bank knows about it and is like, oh, you can't do anything until you pay $80 to the electric company. It's like, well, how do I fight that? I didn't owe it. Like you can't just give them $80 and you're like, well, the fuck like that's how that works now it's fucking crazy well Aaron yes. that's you know that's how it works now like 10 years ago when they're still using the FICO 8 software the small balance collection accounts like under $100 those mattered less since FICO 10 the, the cool new software they care more about these, these ongoing unpaid uh, unpaid collections they, they, they change the metrics every few years oh dude they've gotten it yeah they've gotten into where they track every dollar that's even claimed that you owe. That's I, I, that's what I really hate about like debt collectors. It's sometimes like the debts are fucking absurd and there's like almost no way to fight it, but they can just put it on your record and just extort you for money. I, I think you can fight it, but I think it requires an attorney. So, I mean, you're just like, if it's an $80 <laughs> bill from, you know, the electric company, you're not going to drop $3,000 on a thousand. Uh, yeah, if it's under 1000 yeah. you're not going to get an attorney for it. So, if somebody just is like, yeah, you owe us 1500 bucks in late, like, gas bills. And you're like, what? I didn't even live at this address. They're like, eh, well, you That's can get an attorney problem. and fight it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, I'm fucked out of 1500 bucks no matter what? Awesome. Well, the the matter of the uh, the fraudulent like debt doesn't even matter as much. It's then that those credit reporting agencies are telling FICO and your credit score is going to shit because you supposedly have this payment outstanding, and uh, they're they're not that great at, at correcting that when you let them know. Just just by the way. There, there, there have been successful multi-million dollar lawsuits against them because they have uh, have a long history of negligence in correcting, uh, correcting fraud um, issues for, for credit scores. Oh, that, I mean, that, that's, that's great because it's not like the credit score is like used for anything very important in, in one's individual oh, lifespan. Man. I, I think the stat is a 90% of major lending. Is uh, it involves checking credit scores? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally everything. Do you, just to rent a place, you have to get your credit score checked. Yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. It's completely absurd. Like everything that you do nowadays. I'm surprised they're not asking you your credit score. Like when you get onto a plane, being like, "Well, yeah." <laughs> well, Bob, that's you a different put kind on of credit no score. Because yeah, you're broke. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, they're like, you can't rent a car. You're like. I can't, what? Look up my driving history. We don't do that. We just look up your credit score. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're lending you that car in a, in a certain capacity, right? They need to know that you're responsible. And the only responsibility that matters is financial how, responsibility. How you pay your debts and how much you check your mail. <laughs> That's the one yeah, that always really, How much you check your mail? That's, yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> I've almost missed payments it's because like, of that shit. <laughs> I have missed payments because of that. I don't check. I check my mail like once every like two weeks. Like who the fuck does that Same, anymore? Yeah. It's it's all just spam shit anyway from previous owners and previous people and just random ads that you get in your mailbox. It's a complete waste of time. Yeah, I feel like most yes. of the mail is like a previous tenant like that. 
That's yeah. most oh, yeah. Yeah, get. it's it's ads for a pre- previous tenant. <laughs> yeah, it's even worse. It's just advertisements for them. It's not even tailored to you like the algorithm does now. Right? Which is <laughs> Thanks Facebook. <laughs> which yeah. is more horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I want to get into one one more bit of the history of these credit reporting agencies. So we have those; those are the big three these days that FICO compiles information from. That they they get all of their uh, financial information about individuals reported from. But these credit reporting agencies actually, or like the the institution of that, dates back quite a while, um, like in, until the early 1800s in England. Uh, it, so ultimately, it was after these big banking crises in England. The um, uh, the Panic of 1825, where, um, what call it? There, there was a, a bad, <laughs> there was a bad crop year and a bunch of, um, just a bunch of loans sent out for South America expeditions. So they had a, a terrible liquidity crisis, which Nathan Rothschild personally solved. And, um, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a really funny story. Like he, he and his, I think brother literally just, he had a, a ship full of gold bullion that he had just shipped from his account in the Bank of France to the Bank of England to solve their liquidity crisis. Oh my god. But uh, so so uh bank bank uh crisis and in the year after that in 1826 there was the formal organization the Manchester Guardian Society which was uh effectively the first in you know in England formal credit reporting agencies. So they kind of uh, had by word of mouth and um and you know all of their ledgers had information on whether or not people were uh, were were reliable to lend to. And then in America, it was pretty soon after there was a um the Panic of eighteen thirty seven uh, when the the Second Bank of the U.S. was not renewed um under Jackson, and with, soon after that there was a was a guy, just a, a modest means guy. His family owned a, a dry goods store, and he decided to to start, uh, for whatever reason, he decided to start just collecting uh, lending, reliability information on people. He just, he talked to, like, ministers, people in the community, some attorneys, and be like, is, is this guy, is he, a, is he a man of fair character and good business habits? There uh, was no way that that guy <laughs> made that a job on his own accord. <laughs> No, he what? innovated. All. He he saw a need, and uh, he he just decided to um you know solve the problem himself. In eighteen thirty seven or whatever, they would have shot him in the face for asking any questions <laughs> about their money. <laughs> he probably just did it on like fucking how light your skin was, just from pale to it's, dark, uh... and that's how he did credit score. He just put up a fucking like a, like when you're looking at paint shades. Like, oh wow, that's a, you have a really good Bob. You have your credit score is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, no, there, sheer aud- the sheer aud- yeah. hold on just a second, Josh, because the sheer audacity of this guy going around like talking gossip and like potentially ruining deals in the process. Like, holy yep. shit. That's fucking psychotic. Just the whole premise of this is psychotic, if anyone hasn't caught on to that already. <laughs> yeah. Also, he was a he was a prominent abolitionist, so he refused to uh, do like any credit checks or give any any uh, slave owners um, like credit viability. Just just as a, a side note, what's also kind of funny is that like people, what? 
when when you were <laughs> god damn that's oh shit that's fucking psycho what was he doing with slave owners i sorry i missed that so sorry he, he was an abolitionist so he, he was prejudiced against slave owners effectively and um with that he refused to do any sort of credit check or information on slave owners so there was no like credit score or credit information or lending information on slave owners so like no one would lend them money is oh is no the, yeah yeah right there. no one would and lend them money <laughs> well okay. oh, here's a like, list of my by the metric yeah i have <laughs> yeah. a i have a fucking tobacco farm that's worth more than you and your whole bank like what are you talking about like at the at that time yeah but what are your debts so stupid <laughs> are you are you a man of family and have you ever failed in business just uh, going down the list of questions <laughs> oh no some guy named rosenberg is not gonna lend money to me wow this will really cripple my family for generations what will i ever do without this high interest loan <laughs> i thought it was just kind of weird at the at the end of this questionnaire that he gave me he asked about my foreskin <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you need to have wow. you know collateral <laughs> jesus <laughs> um what i was gonna say is like the the thing that's most fucked up about a credit score to me honestly is that and people don't realize is like as it's going up they get like real pumped like now i can get the loan for this quarter million dollar house now i can get the loan for a four hundred thousand dollar house and it's like it's they're just and they just have an accurate measure of what the absolute most that they can squeeze out of you and then hope that you fall on hard times like 10 years in so that they can just seize your property and get every last penny possible out of you. Like, obviously, you can just like, you know, you don't try to spend to your maximum or or borrow to your maximum. Ideally, you never borrow at all. But um, really, all it did was just drive housing prices up and fuck everybody. And make you indebted to these bankers because it just allows you to borrow such an absurd amount of money that you would never even consider doing. Except now that because you're able to borrow it, all the housing prices went up and you have to now borrow and be a debt slave to these people sharing all of your financial information in order to even own property. Now, Aaron, it's it's funny that you bring that up. The, the premise of a, a bank... Uh, almost do you, you phrase this like wanting you to fail that's that's like con considering that these credit uh bureaus came out of financial crises i would uh i i would never think a bank would be wanting you to fail but then i remember this fun thing called uh the financial crisis of 2007 to 2008 where um <laughs> you know a subprime mortgage effectively is your credit score is too low for this loan but they're going to give you the loan yet anyways and you're going to fail at paying it off pretty immediately you know, that was that was a thing that kind of you know doubled or tripled around then. Um and but the the banks, like, you know, how how did they come out of that? Do you guys do you guys recall? Oh, they just got a bunch of free taxpayer money and then also got to seize the proper assets. <laughs> Afterwards, yeah. <laughs> they got pulled right out of the muck and collected all of the houses that, that people couldn't be living in anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and every bad loan that they didn't get paid back on, they cried poverty even though they just borrow more from the Federal Reserve, which just keeps making up more money. Um, yeah, that's all. They just were like, oh, we're going to all go bankrupt. And they're like, oh, well, here's more taxpayer money. Like, that was all that happened. And everybody got fucked that wasn't a bank, basically.
inflation went up, prices went up, everything went up except for people's wages. Yeah. <laughs> As a result, <laughs> we all became <laughs> like significantly more poor after after all that. Oh, dude, I, I saw something. Um, it was I, I saw some article the other day that was. Uh, I think the stat was in the last year, wages have gone up five percent for a like a certain category of workers. And I was just thinking about about that related to inflation and uh, chuckling to myself. Let's let's say that. Oh yeah, if my gas price hadn't quadrupled, my food prices haven't tripled, <laughs> and everything else in my life hasn't started costing more money. That's great. Five percent raise increase. Hey, five percent raise covers that, right? Of course, I love it. I love getting slowly drawn of all of my life force. <laughs> over a period of time so I don't notice it as much. I love oh, it. Yeah. Now, the so that that 2007-2008 financial crisis and subprime mortgages, that like that made me think that credit scores might not actually matter to the lender all that much, at least when it's a big bank. Cuz I was thinking back to uh the Great Depression as well, where um there were a number of uh, investment factors that led into that that um you know, we, we, like Credit bureaus were pretty well established at that point. The the uh, Lewis Tappan, the guy in 1837, his company later um, was later renamed Dun and Bradstreet for the, for the next guy who owned it, and they were pretty well established by the the 1930s. And so, like, credit information existed, but they still chose some lending practices that contributed to the Great Depression. And um, remind me, how how old are like, let's say, J.P. Morgan? How old is that? that bank uh like is is it from before 1930s <laughs> yeah, yes i think so yeah it's like late 1800s right yeah so uh the the bank seemed to have made it out of that just fine as well is kind of my, my point there so suspicious <laughs> and then hmm. yeah so to to a certain extent Credit hold scores on, don't on. super. I, yes, I think yes, this is yes. Josh's like first actual conspiracy that he's brought to the show. <laughs> <laughs> why do the, why do all these banks keep surviving these uh, the worst economic crisis of of our like of our nation's history? It's great. All right. Anyway, and, sorry, Josh. And then too, there's um there there are a handful of startups. Uh, I think what Chime and. Tomo, I think those were two of them are named, but but effectively there's some um, there's some startups uh, in in the last several years getting some traction, getting getting some uh, uh, you know later round investment money, and they they're based on providing credit cards for people who don't have credit history, and they they don't do a credit score check. So you know part of the premise is so you can build a credit, a build credit, but they seem to be pretty successful in gaining some traction so far. Without having to rely on credit scores and checking credit, which which is just contributing more to to my belief that for the lender, in certain scenarios, the credit score doesn't seem to super matter a lot. So what what does matter then to them? Job, if they have a job, they have a place to live, maybe just like basic shit. I mean, that's it's. The, so the credit score makes sense on its face. The, the information that they collect on your financial history, like that, does seem to paint a decent picture of you know who you are as someone to pay your debts. And like again, they are 
developing it or changing the metrics uh, over the years as well. So I was saying, yeah, FICO every about five years comes out with uh, a, a new version of their software. And um, so like, you know, they'll have one, uh, like five years ago, FICO 9, um, medical debt has less impact and rent payments, uh, which um, two of the three big companies collect, that those can be included in your credit score. So like, they're, they're, it makes sense, but it's, it's more that certain banking institutions and whatnot are above the rules and don't have to worry about some of these consequences, at least for some of these historical events. They have no consequences because they always have a bailout option because they literally own the government. Well, not, not own. They're intrinsically tied to the people who print the money who is not our government. Who right. owns the government? <laughs> <laughs> who owns the government? <laughs> that that's the one who owns the government. <laughs> yeah, they're they're a very necessary arm of the uh, financial no. institution that prints our money and is then does own the government and all the government. <laughs> Those guys. <laughs> Lovely. Yes. Oh yeah. Mor um, so J.P. Morgan and Chase started in 1877. By the way. Oh, perfect. Thanks, because I, I didn't actually check. I just assumed. <laughs> well, I, I think I remember them being around like. During uh, Black Tuesday and the Great Depression, or what? So, but but with all of that, where do you guys think credit scores are headed in the future? What do you think they're going to get rid of them? Do you think they're going to uh, uh, just keep having minor iterations every few years on on what goes into the number? I think we're eventually going to get the limit up to nine hundred and be so excited. No, no, nope. no. I, it's no, going gonna to turn into a no. social <laughs> credit score because. In 2030, you'll own nothing and be happy, and it'll just be about how many good point points you get to uh, then buy your stuff. The concept of paying something off won't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, you won't own anything. You have to pay. You have to pay off your moral failings with time in the coal mines. So, to an extent, yes, the social credit score is a thing that's coming up. Um, of course. It exists to a certain extent, uh, especially with things like, let's say, PayPal deleting accounts for no particular reason. But um, yeah, actually, like, hold on. Can we talk about that for one second? Oh, like, sure. Yeah, of course. Because there are particular reasons. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. The fact that <laughs> PayPal and like these different, um, you know, payment processing companies and, and MasterCard. Yes, and Chase, just, Chase Bank has a record of deleting business accounts, too. Yeah, they just cut people's accounts out for wrong think. Literally, for just saying something that is not what they want you to say. And that's fucking insane to me that that's allowed. Like, oh, I don't know how people don't see that as, like, one of the biggest problems we have. The fact that payment processors can just cut you off from f the financial world. Aaron, you don't you don't need a payment processor. You can just you can just go to the bank and do a wire transfer instead. Come on. It's not a monopoly. <laughs> I think there's banks that literally will just actually cut you off from that too. I think they've had whole banks like cut people's accounts for this shit. I'll have to look that up. I'm well, more business accounts. I'm not sure about personal accounts. Business accounts, being able to like take in stuff like that. Um, that happened to Dick Masterson on TDS, I believe. Yeah, the the I, bank wouldn't let him do wire transfers and shit, right? Yeah, and I believe it came directly from Chase or something like that. I, I think Discovery told Chase to do it. Right? Oh, that, yeah, <laughs> wasn't that the Yeah, one bank calls the other bank. 
Well, they, they just went a little bit deeper into the credit report. So it's a weird concept to me that you walk into a bank or even like, you know, as by extension, the Federal Reserve, and they have a sign up on the wall that says we have the right to refuse service to anyone for any reason. <laughs> it's like, wait, excuse me. <laughs> How do I buy a house? That's not a thing. I need to be a multi. I need to be the top one percent earnings just to buy a house now because I can't take out a loan or do anything. (sighs) Oh man! No, you'd have to. You'd have to like save up and buy an acre with cash, and then just buy materials slowly over time. (laughs) You have to live in like a yurt, and then just sit there saving up until you can build a foundation and build the just framework. It'd be terrible. Oh, it'd be awesome, actually. That's what. Wait, but how, how is he gonna pay for his? How is, how is he gonna pay for his carpentry school tuition to learn how to do that stuff? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Aaron's just daydreaming of Boog's Rill already. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. dude! That's all, all the, the banks time. do. Make me do constantly. As soon as I hear <laughs> banks, I'm just like, oh, I can't wait to never. I, I can't wait to not even know they exist anymore. It's gonna be awesome. Dreams of freedom. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, Josh, where's the social credit score leading? So there, there are a couple different factors here. One of them, of course, is the, uh, the, the, carbon, um, the carbon credit score. I think I have a clip for that. Oh, no. Where, for uh, you're, for you're, regular yeah. people or just businesses? Uh, of course for regular people. Why would it be for not regular people? <laughs> yeah, well, it's like obviously. You, you, they, they keep track of like, oh, you, you bought this meal with red meat in it. You get uh, a few penalty points. Um, you... I don't know. Uh, bought this shirt that wasn't made by slaves. You get uh, a few penalty points, um, and and on and on. My favorite part of this is that they won't even allow the alternative to exist because, like, as soon as because people try to make like alternatives to that kind of thing, and it's like, oh, I'll make an alternative PayPal that doesn't have to do, and they just like. Oh, this this payment processor here! They, immediately, the printing presses go up. This payment processor is funding white nationalists, and uh, we have to shut it down. And uh, we've tied it up in about a thousand legal fees. You know, like it's it's fucking insane how that works. We'll get to the alternative credit score next, but um, oh boy. <laughs> God damn it, Josh! All right, here's your uh, carbon credit clip. We're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. Oh, hold on. I love I that ability. I like that you called it an ability <laughs> like I'm a superhero. For, for the consumer to measure my own credit score or my own carbon score, because we know we're going to be monitoring that, not anyone else, right? Okay. I mean, it's it's kind of a hassle to like call Experian and ask for the report. <laughs> yeah, you, you can do the, the, the numbers game yourself, right? Chalk it all up. All right. It's, where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Mm. Stay tuned. We don't have it operational yet, but this is something that we're working on. We're de- oh, thank so God. That, that is the Alibaba Group president, J. Michael Evans, and he was giving a talk at the World Economic Forum when he said that. So so he's he's someone who's a big deal and someone who also has the like purchase history of millions of people or sorry, excuse me billions of people in fact we already know this information we're already tracking you <laughs> what's crazy to me like if you want to hear just batshit insane things said 
with like a veneer of like progress and like whatever other buzzwords you can say to make it sound nice. Just watch any World Economic Forum talk. They will say the craziest shit you've ever heard and they'll act like it's the greatest thing ever. And ever all the people there running the world are just like, yay. It it's ah oh, it, it blows my mind that there's so many people that just like don't see it. Now, Aaron, we're actually going to another World Economic Forum article next. Um, oh. Economists discover this new approach to credit scoring is accelerating <laughs> financial inclusion in emerging economies. Oh, oh my very god, exciting. That, that sounds very good exciting. for me. <laughs> I like inclusion. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. So I mean, in, in emerging economies, in in uh, you know non-rich first-world countries, um, and this is a thing too for um, uh, for immigrants into into you know America or uh, Western European countries, where I they may a, not. I was yeah, just yes. about to say that. You know what this sounds like? It sounds like, hey, any immigrants that want to come over, who here's. Three hundred thousand dollars in loans, and uh, oh, when you can't, when you don't pay them off as we expected you to not pay them off, we don't ask you for that money back. We get a bailout from the taxpayer, and then their money inflates and we crash their economy because we gave out all these immigrants three hundred thousand dollars for free in loans we never expect them to pay a cent back on. Uh, because well, no, no, these these are these are just going to like those you know phd indian computer soft computer scientists and and doctors and whatnot who are coming over they they just don't have like american banking records in history so you know we we just need something to get them started with a a few hundred thousand dollars that is not what's happening they don't give a fuck dude they're giving this to like somalian pirates that make it over they don't give a shit (laughs) this is everything the world economic forum does is literally to crash the global global economy that's why they flood these places with immigrants. And then they flood it with a bunch of horseshit about inclusion. And then they go, hey, let's make loans more inclusive. Hey, let's not. Because you're just stealing from everybody. Well, we, we can do a caveat. We can make loans more inclusive, but you have to get rid of interest rates. That would be. Huh? Yeah. Or Bob, how does this work? Get rid of all corporate <laughs> Buy uh, all corporate welfare in every way. You, the government does not pay corporations anything for any reason. Right. I mean, that would be a good one. Definitely. Yeah, that would be amazing. They would just, if they could just fail, the government has nothing to do with handing out your money to businesses ever. Yeah, they could just come up with some new made up defense contracts and give them your money, anyways. Yeah. Uh, but, but the, the, so. This article, this premise is the alternative credit score. And um, I'm reading this and it says the new scoring works with artificial intelligence and social media instead of paper based scoring methods that depend on consumers having bank accounts. Holy shit. Social media score. They're just telling you we want to track you financially, even if you don't have a bank account. Like. (laughs) Oh yeah, so that's God. no that that's that's exactly the premise. The so if you uh, don't have a very complete uh traditional banking financial history, they're also going to look at uh things like location data, utility payments, assets ownership, social media, and psychometric test data. Political affiliation. I already said social media. <laughs> Sexual orientation. I already said social media. <laughs> hey, if I'm gay and retarded, can I have a house in this alternative method? 
<laughs> I think we need to start catfishing yes. the banks. I think we need to set up fake like Facebook accounts and Instagram accounts where we, we just tow the social line the entire time. It's just us po- posing as a bunch of trans women. We're going to be like millionaires. We, yeah. We go into the bank and there's, we just absolutely love you guys. You guys are just the best. Like we know. Hell yeah. We get that. We get loans under assumed personalities that we know will get high social approval scores. We immediately just buy Dogecoin and see if it goes up or not. It doesn't matter to them. We lost it. It doesn't. We, who cares? We just spend it on random shit coins. And wait for one of them to go up, and they never even know that we got return on investment. And they're going to get paid for it anyways. Who cares? And then there'll be an exemption that we don't have to pay our loans back because uh, a majority of our, of our money uh, no, is, is being sent directly toward our hormone treatment therapy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> they, they would forgive that. Yeah. I can see them giving some leniency to that. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is a solid idea. What is the the running up that hill uh, meme conspiracy video? The uh, the Karl Marx, I'm gay, give me money. It's coming true. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's literally it get, coming true. That That is their economy. This is why I say this shit's just going to crap. Like, this is how it always starts. They're just like, oh, you're gay and retarded and will uh, support everything I say, no matter how insane or you know ridiculous it is. Okay, here's a pile of money. Oh, wait, the money's not worth anything anymore? Not my fucking problem. I own all your assets. Uh, go starve to death. That's how these th- things work. And every every time, that's how it works. <laughs> this is us when we're applying for a loan. You better step the fuck off with that, dude. I'm the most retarded. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't even try me. <laughs> Instantly. He deserves two houses. <laughs> uh, but good news is you've been approved for a six million dollar loan. Bad news is uh, that will buy you approximately two loaves of bread. <laughs> oh God! So, in in my opinion, to to, to an extent, uh, credit score has always been a social credit score, and that the credit the history of credit bureaus in the U.S. was based in uh, abolitionists and anti or the the North's anti slavery um, sentiment. So that that's like. You know, that's a, a more black and white social issue, uh, as it were. But, um, uh, but it was it was a social issue that uh, very much affected credit score from the very beginning. Yeah, and I, I then, yeah, that. but that's like that wasn't like a national thing. That's like one guy in one. No, yeah, count, I, like, yeah. I mean, it, it was prominent after a while, but. Yes, yes, to an extent. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's um, a bit of a stretch, though. He is like the father of credit scores. Like, he's like the Nikola Tesla of, of banking. <laughs> I, I feel like that guy is really just trying to toot his own horn and rewrite history. He's like, because he, A, becomes prominent later. Then he's like, you know, I started credit scores by really sticking it to slave owners. Aren't I an angel? It's like, yeah, okay. Okay, bud. Yeah, yep, you were the best. They probably lost the Civil War uh, because of me. <laughs> I really freed all the slaves. He really Schindler listed his fucking history where he's like, <laughs> I made arms for the Germans, but only they all didn't work. That's how good I am. Like, <laughs> fucking so stupid. <laughs> That's great. Uh, and then I, I just want to put one, one last thing in perspective. So well, what sort of information do you think Facebook and Google collect on you guys? All of it. 
everything. I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> everything that's, we uh, that's, do that's, that's and say good. in totality. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, like go. between yeah. all of your your emails, your messages, your, your login location, uh, all your map searches, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Um, but the the credit bureau is already collecting some of that information in addition to all of your purchasing, all of your history of paying things off. Uh, they, they now have the, um, whatchamacallit, the, the FICO 10T, the T stands for trend, um, where they, they look at your, it's, it, it's a composite of your last two years of financial history, effectively. But, Jesus. like, and, uh, you know, especially credit bureaus, they just, because they're asked nicely by these, these two random guys who had access to computers in the 50s, they just report all of your banking information uh, that that can be then then later requested by anyone who wants to uh, pretend to give you a loan. I that, that that's kind of my secondary uh, thesis is um, Facebook isn't actually that intrusive with their uh, their data collection. It's it's really the the credit bureaus. Did you just meme us into a Facebook ad. <laughs> what are <you> talking about? <laughs> you're you're saying that big tech isn't as bad as. Big, big bank center or like what? Yeah, yeah, that's that's effectively it. And the big banks have been doing it for uh, you know, the last hundred fifty years, and and there's there seems to be no no outcry or care about that at all. And they're not particularly secure either. Uh, the the big you know credit bureaus uh, like TransUnion and Equifax have had big leaks and security problems in the last ten years. Uh, yeah, I feel like they get they get hacked like once every five or seven years or something. Yeah. Um, Josh, so is your thesis that banks are the worst? Because, yeah, we know. <laughs> I mean, it just it just took me, you know, this long to to finally realize that there may be some culpability in the banks. Okay. All right. Yeah. What remedies, what powers do we have as individuals and American citizens to change the system? To fight for something that's a little bit more fair? It, what do we what do we do right or congressman or something like that is that what's going to fix this <laughs> just going to jot up an old, an old letter to Devin Nunes over here in California and be like sir could you please talk to the 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 big banks just give them a heads up i'd like to to have them not distribute my information between everyone else that they communicate with right? i i honestly think that it's a, so try to get rid of all of your debt Acquire as much land as possible, raise your family, a big ass family to keep that land and then expand on it and just literally buy America back and never get rid of the fucking land. Money does not matter. Only the the physical asset is all that matters. I think that's mm-hmm. the only way it's nothing. It's going to ever happen in our lifetime. It's just that's where we're at. You have to yeah. have just zero faith in the banking system and barely care about it and only use it as a means to acquire more assets. And that's it. Like, don't value the money. Just value what assets it can get you at that time and just keep building on your assets. And that's it. There's no no other way. Yeah, preferably, like, appreciating assets. You know, you, you don't want to buy a bunch of fucking cars. Yeah, yeah well, I'm, I'm talking <laughs> land. Uh, you know yeah, what's yeah, fucking yeah. crazy is that you think about it in school and they're teaching you never get encouraged to be a landowner or how to 
you know, you start thinking of you and your family as like a dynasty. Just start thinking of you as like a royal, like like a king. That's like this is my one acre kingdom. When my children are born, they will turn it into a one hundred acre kingdom. And like, just think of it that way, and just try to expand your kingdom. Literally, I mean, intergenerational wealth is like straight up the the path to true wealth. Do do not send your kids. To, you know what millionaires don't do? They don't just go, "Hey, kids, go blow all your money on rent." Like they've never they never do that ever. It's not like. Yeah, have other people blow their money on renting out one of your rooms. Like, It's crazy. All they do is go, they encourage all of the poor people to go get an unpayable college debt and rent so that they can never own land and never break out of the cycle. And it's, it's fucking insane that it, like, they were able to pull this off. The education system is horrible for you. They never teach you how to sustain wealth. They don't want you to sustain wealth. And the people teaching it, and the people there teaching you that don't teach you that stuff don't even know that they're being weaponized against you. It's that bad. Yeah. Well, the the teachers yeah. in the system are probably the most abused by the system as a whole. You're right. right? We should pay teachers more so that they can just buy houses. That's not what I was saying, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, the opposite. <laughs> but yeah. See, I, I think, so I have a quick solution, which is to find a way to prove that all of these data points that they're collecting to generate your credit score, um, that more data points aren't helpful. So, I, of course, there's the, the prerequisite that um, banks don't just get bailed out if something goes wrong, if their, their lending practices go wrong. But but I, I don't want to end up in a situation where my credit score won't go above 500 because I don't eat enough bugs. Like that—that's the slippery slope of them collecting every bit of information on you, and, and, and that—that's kind of what's going on here. For and they—they they have you know, there's there's no stopping it right now. And a hundred percent, that is why I always say that land is the most important thing because you have you have to get to a point where you literally can. Well, yeah, yeah. So you can have your own bug farm, but you have to get to where you can sustain yourself. Just like I have enough food to eat. So that when they say you can't, yo, you can't, uh, you have a, a zero credit score until you eat this bug. You say, I don't give a fuck about your credit score. Get the fuck away from me and eat the bug yourself. And until you have that power, like until you, that's what those assets are, is the power to say that to the government when they say eat the bugs. That's why you need it. I'd like also like to go on the record and say that um, th there's never a situation in which I wouldn't eat enough bugs. Just, just by the way, <laughs> on the record, it's just for yes. just for future reference. Yeah, Josh has started this catfishing immediately. <laughs> in case no one understood, that was a hypothetical situation. <laughs> nope, Josh is already setting up his gay trans uh, female uh, Instagram of himself. <laughs> Trying to get a, I think he was setting you up loan. for that Sam Hyde clip, actually. Like, perfectly. <laughs> I didn't have have pulled you pulled up. the clip yet? Oh, man. No. Should we do a, a, a speaking of bugs, or uh, do you want to get into a scientist discover? The meat thing? I think we can yeah. get into more bugs. Let's get into the fucking bugs, dude. Let's eat the bugs that are making us allergic to eat meat. <laughs> 
Speaking of bugs, uh, tangentially, did you know that uh, red meat allergy is a growing concern? There's there's a, a rise in uh, cases of, uh, of red meat allergies and people experiencing Wait. anaphylactic shock. Did you say red meat allergy? Yes. I are you not aware fucking, of this? It's, I it's don't very common. Them. It's not very common. This is something that vegans make up to explain why their diets are so stupid. It's not common, but it's increasingly common. That's that's the yes, thing. Uh, Bob gets it. <laughs> oh, so the more that you write about how terrible red meat is, the more people get memed into thinking that they have a red meat allergy. So it is all in your head. I've been right the whole time. Got it. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Also, just a, a side note, um, red meat allergies, uh, like, like a latex allergy, is something with a delayed response. So you, you don't actually have the anaphylactic shock until a few hours later. Uh, so, like, you don't know what actually caused it in a lot of cases. Just by, by the way. I just don't. I don't even well, believe these people. Human allergies is probably, like, one of the most not understood, like parts of, of like medical science that there is like they have no idea what happens the only the only thing they do know is that like steroids helps calm you down like helps fix like the 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 solution temporarily basically but other than that like they have no they have no idea how to control allergies or what you're allergic to or anything or or even understand how or why bodies develop such allergies so oh we we, we know we know that for red meat what Oh fuck! Are you serious? Yeah, we know how it develops. It's uh, well. it's it's um, it is an induced allergy, and it is the the lone star tick. Uh, if you were bitten by a lone star tick, it can give you sensitivity to a specific sugar that's present in red meat. Uh, well, all red, all all mammal meat except humans and primates. So you can eat humans just fine. <laughs> how did they know that this is why it's such horseshit how do they know that you can eat monkeys and humans after being bit by a lone star tick you can't be allergic to yourself <laughs> I, dude, dude there's people that are like they claim there there's like people that claim they have like water allergies which is also being allergic uh, to i yourself. read about that it's hilarious what yeah. no that doesn't exist well of course it's it doesn't exist those people don't exist <laughs> Yeah, they would die immediately. Yeah. They would live a grand total of like three days. <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's, I mean, the humans and primates don't, um, we don't have this sugar, the alpha gal sugar in our, in our meat that, uh, you, you develop the sensitivity to. That's, that's the, the difference there. Okay. But it's, it's not, it's not actually a, I guess, allergy to the red meat. It is, um, your body is uh, become sensitive to something and is tricked by a component in the red meat. If that if that makes sense. Why are there so many Lone Star ticks biting people? What is, where is this coming from? Why didn't this exist in the fifties? Well, white women started didn't hiking it? as a hobby. <laughs> no, when we started farming as a career, going out in forests and nature, that didn't happen until like the year two thousand, right? <laughs> yeah, basically, until Bill Gates started owning all the farmland. <laughs> That's a weird, uh, weird coincidence. He, start, he started sending out all the peasants out into the the wooded brush area. Yeah, tell me why this is now and not then. Why did why did this not happen back in the day? That's the perfect question because I I tried to look 
Okay, so they they started to understand this in the the early to mid two thousands. That's when they they learned about the the relationship between the tick bite and the red meat allergy. And I was like, but what about before then? How many cases were there? How many uh, cases were there before then? No results. Is this uh, just a U.S. thing? Like, is it you know happening in other countries? I, I searched uh, you know every continent and found a, f- a few countries that have other types of ticks. We, we have the um, Australian paralysis tick that also uh, has the same effect, and the castor bean tick um, that uh, which we call there. There's some cases in Sweden and Germany though, that they they appear there and will bite people and induce this allergy. You know what? It's very localized. Sorry. Yes. I don't believe them. You know, I, you know, you have to, as soon as somebody eats a fucking venison steak in front of me and then it goes into anaphylactic shock, I'll be like, oh shit, I was wrong. You have to wait around a few hours. Don't, don't, I don't fucking believe you. I don't believe this. This is so stupid. Oh, just in the last 15 years, we knew about it before then all the people that dropped dead from red meat. We just didn't know how to diagnose it. It's fucking so stupid. It's never happened. This is so dumb. There's so the the earliest um the earliest instance of this existing at all I could find was uh in, in some late eighties, early nineties research in Australia for the Australian paralysis tick. There were a couple mentions or a couple connections there to the, the meat allergy. But before that, there it, it did not exist at all. There is yeah, some other there's some other research. Yeah, yeah. Uh there, there's some other research that gets into um some uh looking at historical data sets for um for anaphylactic shock for aller- allergic reactions and how many of them were unidentified uh the, the cause of it versus um the, the prevalence nowadays. And they can account for they they can infer that some of them in the past might have been due to meat allergies. Only based on the fact that they're already attributing a certain percentage of anaphylactic shock to meat, not because they have any reason to believe that it was meat in the first place. So, Aaron, they're they're attributing a certain percentage of anaphylactic shock to red meat. What what percentage do you think that is? 2%. Bob, do you you have any guesses? Less than that? Or like 0.2%? Well, here's, here's a shocker. Uh... We don't know. They have no good way of testing for red meat allergy, and uh, they don't have like any stats on it. They, they, they. <laughs> what are you talking about? All you have to do is give them red meat and see if they. <laughs> Imagine this, guys. Everyone found out that they were allergic to red meat right around the time that like Atkins became a thing and like they were people were doing all these weird diet crazes and uh you know going gluten free became a thing as soon as that happens and it gets in people's fucking heads all the hypochondriacs come out and like yeah if i eat a burger i die and it's like fuck you you're so this is so <laughs> stupid you know what good i i want to put that to the test eat this fucking burger and please go die so i never have to hear something that stupid again they probably just get like a little bit of gas and they're like, oh my God, I think I'm allergic to that. <laughs> I think I'm dead. <laughs> they, uh, so, so there, there are some studies where they, um, regionally try to identify, uh, rates of 
um, the alpha gal, that thing you're actually reacting to, sensitivity uh, in people. But there's not a one-to-one relationship between that and red meat allergies. So it's it's it like they, they can't attribute or say that any of those cases actually are red meat allergies. And that's the only studies they've done to actually try and identify uh, percentages or prevalence in a population. They've been trying to scare the fuck out of everybody with ticks. Have you noticed that? Like, I don't know why for the last 20 years, it's just like, oh, this tick will give you Lyme, Lyme disease, disease, which is you'll forever have and you'll be like, you'll it'll fuck you up forever. It's like it's always a tick that is spreading some shit to you. Is okay. Is Lyme disease a conspiracy? All of a sudden, I've known. I don't know. My my, my aunt has it. I should ask her. Well, what is it? You just like it makes you like lethargic or something? Like I don't understand. Like because they say how horrible it is. I only have known menopausal women yeah menopausal women are the only people i know that had it one of my ex's mom said she had it yes (laughs) the least outdoorsy people that have ever fucking lived is menopausal like bar hopping fucking whores old the least athletic yeah they live unhealthy lifestyles Oh, and they just to happened to get a tick. A tick came down and gave them the the bad disease that makes it so that they have to go to the bar and drink because they're too sleepy to, to exercise. <laughs> so lethargic. <laughs> I just can't do it. See, all these people with health is it's such a scam. And the doctors will be like, "Oh yeah, no, you totally have uh, the 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 forever tick disease." But I have this treatment that'll try to make <laughs> you feel better. Just come here every two weeks. You've got health insurance, right? Of course they'll fucking feed their hypochondriac bullshit. Aaron, I I find it so perfect that you're pointing out the Lyme disease and the forever tick disease because as of now, as of all the data and research we have now, meat allergy induced by tick bites is not permanent. It lasts like five years. (laughs) Well, just wait for him to refine the process. Wait for the DOD to fix that. They, they can fix that. They can make it permanent. But yeah, they'll Good fix luck. it when the first commercial bug farms get into fucking right, oh, right into the swing shit. of things. Then, then the meat uh, allergy will be. It'll be so prevalent that we have to actually put warnings on it, like with peanuts. It'll be like warning: <laughs> this contained meat at one time, and no one go near it until everyone thinks meat is like scary, so that they can serve you mealworms. That's what's going to happen. That's when the ticks will get really bad, and it'll be an international crisis. Well, they'll make it if, well, if you start eating the bugs, you won't need to be bitten by a tick. You'll just, after consuming so many bugs, that you'll develop this allergic reaction to red meat anyway. So, like, once you've started and you're dumb enough to start eating bugs, you're just stuck eating bugs for the rest of your life. Bob. Bob. What? Why are you here trying to buy a steak at this grocery store? <laughs> Haven't you heard of beef pox? <laughs> are you trying to kill your grandmother? Like, this is the shit that will be happening. Because people are fucking retarded and will believe anything anyone tries to sell to them. Wait, wait until it turns into, like, the peanut allergy where it's like, whoa, I can't even be in the it same is. fucking room as red meat. I can't be in the room as red you're made of red meat, asshole! Fuck you! <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, that's what it's, it's gonna be so stupid. Like, this World Economic Forum article about beet allergies, they actually talked about this lady who she can't even wear leather, which is I'm skeptical oh, yeah. because they're talking about the sugar <laughs> in the red meat, but it yes. comes, the sugar is in every single meat or like uh, 
animal product there is. Animal product. The yeah, leather, I guess so. milk. Like everything. Well, Bob, she's extra. Yeah. She's extra special. She's extra special, <laughs> and God, God gave her an extra hard burden. So everything she's done, she did it because she's even better than you. So everyone, that's where everyone has these, uh, the hypochondriac women that do this shit where they're like, I'm allergic to red meat. I can't even wear leather. It's so that they know, because they're usually talking to their peers and everyone's at the same level. Like they all work there at the workplace. So she's like, so just so you know, my life is harder than everyone here. And since we're all in the same place, that means <laughs> I'm, I actually had to work harder. Therefore I'm better than you. If I was you, I'd be even better. I'd be even in a higher position. I'd be like your boss or something. Like, that's why it makes them feel good. They don't even know that's why they're doing it. Like, this is how dumb people are and how gullible they are. So, meat allergy is definitely going on my catfishing Instagram for the banks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Only red meat. Red meat. You Bug protein is A-OK. Yeah. That red meat, though, that's dangerous. You could be allergic to it. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is a really scary situation I presented to you guys, and you, you have a lot to be concerned about. But but unlike the, the coronavirus and the monkeypox, um, red meat allergy or the the tick, um, you know, the, induced red meat allergy isn't actually that uh, easy to get. You you have to like consistently be working outside in the same environment for a long time. Like like you have to be bitten by a half dozen ticks like every day for a week to to get it it's not just like a one tick sort of thing oh my god is this like the yellow five with the mountain dew where they're like yellow five reduces your sperm count and then it's like you have to drink three gallons of yellow five in a week in order for it to reduce your sperm count like oh who a good thing that was the biggest risk and definitely none of these other microplastics in our environment that are reducing our sperm count <laughs> yeah exactly god damn there's a part in the article here where she talks about the lady that got the allergy she talks about she got a tick attached to her scalp that raged such a welt that the spot was red for months afterward. And a swarm of baby ticks that climbed her legs and had to be scrubbed off in a hot bath laced with bleach. There is no such thing as a swarm of ticks. I've never even... I can't <laughs> That's even, not a thing. I don't, so, so I, <laughs> I don't think it is. This is like mid-2000s, right? This lady, early, early mid-2000s. 2010. I think it was the interview with her in 2010. I think she she did those. Oh, uh, okay. Got, got the got the allergy and did the research in the mid 2000s. Um, so say I, I was I was growing up in the the mid 2000s. Uh, I I must have just had extra educated parents because they told me they made sure to remind me whenever I came out from you know uh, playing around in the woods, hiking in the woods that uh to check for ticks. Did did her parents never tell her that because she she's like has a dozen on her at all times. <laughs> What what is this bitch doing standing in a dead rotted tree and waiting for all the baby ticks to crawl up her legs? Like what? Like what's going on? Like what happened? I want to know the scenario. Or or hear me out. She's lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's no, my I, crazy th conspiracy theory. I know that normally I believe what everything women say, but in this instance, I think this bitch was just, just full of shit and wants to feel special. Uh, she must she must be trans or something. Not got all the man told, out of her yet. She, she told you a fucking story about a swarm of ticks that like in, like it's a swarm of bees. She probably doesn't even know what a tick looks like. So <laughs> stupid. In, in case you haven't been following the thread, the thesis is indeed that a uh, meat allergy is a hoax. But just by by the way. <laughs> 
Thanks for that, Josh. Thanks for clarifying. You're welcome. Yep. <laughs> I, I know a lot of the, you know, all the points are pretty subtle. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, this is so frustrating to me because like allergies in upon itself are like something that you could just, you know, kind of like live around and like just kind of get over typically. Like, allergies just go away at, at the end of the day. You know what I think that this, like another layer to this horseshit is with all the ticks spreading all these diseases to you? It's like, or like you got the forever Lyme disease, you get, it can give you allergies to different shit. It's like, no, Aaron, I, I think, think that was dicks, not ticks. Sorry. <laughs> I think they're just trying to meme it into your head that like an external source can just like modify your DNA. Like, oh, it modifies your entire DNA to like be allergic to meat. Your body is now sensitive to a certain kind of sugar. And, that, and that's the kind of stuff we can do. And we know this, even though we can't replicate anybody being allergic to meat and we don't have a good test for it right now. But we know this is true. And it's because of this one specific sugar because of a tick bite. But how does the tick? What does the tick do that makes you now susceptible to sugar? What's going into you? Any no explanation of any of that. They just want you to know that you can get it's like reverse Peter Parkered. Oh yeah, yeah. The t- the the, the <laughs> sick tick fucking bit you, and now you're allergic to meat. You you need to know that everything can just change your body. You're this uh, ever changing being that that only science can protect you from the outside bad world of nature. It's so dumb. Now, Aaron, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure I remember reading something about um, the 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 uh, you know induct, induced peanut allergies or peanut allergies uh, emerging um, due to some other uh, uh, DNA altering uh, event or serum that may have taken place last year. Was was this was this a, a story that I remember reading something about that? Also, hypochondria. Dude, I, I knew one person with fucking peanut allergies, okay? And there's, obviously, there's the one in a million people that are actually fucking super allergic to something randomly or whatever. One in a hundred thousand that are actually have a peanut allergy. But we had people living downstairs from us when I was growing up, and she would freak out and make everyone remove all the peanuts and actually two, I know two kids now with uh, peanut allergies that you can give them a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. They'll totally eat it. They don't die. They're fine. They have no peanut allergy. And it's just a hypochondriac mom making shit up because her kid like threw up once when he was two because he had a peanut. That is what most of the peanut allergies are. I swear to, I swear on my life. That's it's literally kids pick, like picky eating habits is what's. <laughs> oh god it's, kinda, it's almost it's like and so hypochondriac simple. moms yeah well hypochondriac which is and also half just, of them half just, of the moms yeah. are hypochondriacs yes oh my god what, what is this that you sent me josh oh, so, so there's one in one in every family sorry it's a lesbian joke no. god damn it josh <laughs> wow your your credit score is fucking just zooming through the roof <laughs> well he is a zoomer <laughs> <sighs> All right, Josh just linked this to me. The shocking link between peanut allergies and vaccines. What the shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I haven't really read into it, but I've heard it mentioned <laughs> that it's not. I bet this is just fear porn for now anti-vaxxers. 
Oh my god, they can actually change. They can make me allergic to a peanut. What if they make me allergic to air with the next vaccine? It's fucking stupid. Hey, but Aaron, this is this is off the grid news. Isn't that like an imprint of Bertaria Times or something? It's it's very legit. Your, your sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I do it. This is pretty rad. I like this website. I'm gonna start using it more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, at first I was I was worried that there was an agenda to like uh make everyone allergic to red meat uh, so that they'd have to eat the bugs or something like that. that. That seemed to be the obvious situation, but it ends up that red meat allergy like isn't even a thing. I No, it's not. And same with, you know when peanut allergy really grew? Yeah, you might be able to link it to some vaccine that came out, but you can also link it to when the lawsuit happened and they, everyone had to post, this may have contained peanuts on everything and you constantly heard about it. So then everybody thought they had it, even when Oh my they god, it's that one ingredient. I know it is. Everyone has that That's allergy. I think yep. I do too. Wow, what a what an unfortunate side effect of this uh, marketing campaign. <laughs> I, I had a cousin that swore to God that he, he was allergic to onions and he would he, it would make him throw up when he had onions. But not like oh my in a god. certain way. Like if they were like cooked a certain way, then he could have them. I'm like, this is you're a fucking idiot. Straight up superstition, man. (laughs) That's literally like a picky eater. That's all he's doing. And he tries to turn it into uh, an allergy thing. Holy shit. You know, I have this allergy of when I'm when I'm around onions, I start crying. It's just I can't I can't control. Yeah, yeah. My eyeballs are I have an eyeball allergy to onions. God, I hate these. I, I so hate for hypochondriacs. You. I hate these people that just freak out over like the smallest of things. The only uh, allergy I take serious at all is shellfish. Shellfish allergy. Yeah. That like which and that one even makes more sense. Where it's like, oh, your entire genealogy is on some mainland. Like your body is like, what is this foreign object that's coming at me? That's like your. I mean, it is kind of weird that we eat like these rock spiders from the ocean you know well, like crabs. yeah they're they're bottom feeders you know they're com- they're completely different yeah they're like, trash they're trash like the trash monsters. pigs of, of monsters of the sea basically yeah. um so my my mother has is i i hate to admit this but like the hypochondriac in me because my mother has a shellfish allergy that's very severe like she she does carry like an epipen i've like i've seen her like have a reaction from shellfish and stuff like that but because of that, I always fear, and I know in the back of my head, I've heard of someone just developing random allergies too, like out of the blue for no explanation. You have a fear. You'll you like fear. not eat enough seafood, even if you want more, because you think you're going to develop the allergy, and that'll be the time you overloaded and died. Well, no, not even overloaded. Like I eat like one bite, and I'm always like, <gasps> like, can I breathe okay? Like I'm like, okay, I think I'm good. I'm gonna continue eating. <laughs> <laughs> how many people fucking do that though and then they're just like i'm also allergic <laughs> and they have a panic attack and, and that's what they think it is i guarantee yeah it. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure you're just a pussy actually <laughs> yeah. yeah panic attack or anaphylactic shock hmm, hmm yeah <laughs> well you, you didn't turn beet red like i've had a very severe allergic reaction too not from any food or anything like that but it's it's very apparent when it when they hit you and just just like a closing of the windpipe is not enough to to sell me anymore. So, you you break out in hives that are minorly itchy. Oh no! You no! Your my whole body turned fucking bright red. 
Um, from what yeah. now? Would you have red meat? No, it was. Uh, so this is why I hate the allergy business is because they have no idea what they're doing. I used to for seven years as a teenager, I would get allergy shots, three shots a week, every week for like seven years. And it's supposed to like build your immunity to the things that you're allergic to. And they gave me like something that was like a hundred times stronger than what they should have given me. And within like three minutes, I, I, I was having trouble breathing. Like my skin was bright red. They almost killed yeah. you. They basically almost killed me. Yeah. They almost succeeded. <laughs> yeah. So it, not fun. My, my wife no just was like, you should go to an allergist for your cat allergies. I'm like, no, I'll just stay away scam. from cats. It's a scam. And I, yeah. yeah. And it, they're not going to help me. Yeah. They're no. there just to make money off me. What do you Open up the window and vacuum. That's all you have to do. (laughs) I like having an excuse to not be near cats. They make my eyes itchy. I'm not going to pretend that I'm almost going to die from them. Yeah. So, all right. That's the case against meat allergies. I think we are a bit over time. I think that's probably. Want to call it? Yeah, we can. We can update them on the Buffalo shooter next week. Leave a little cliffhanger, you know? (laughs) Oh, that's right. And the and the uh, the new vampire uh, process that scientists have discovered. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. This is very another real thing that science has for us. Can't wait. (laughs) Well, all right, Josh. I'm I'm thoroughly convinced. I the credit score system and meat allergies are both fake. Oh wait. um, Awesome. Just just one of those. The other one I hate. Yeah, credit, credit score is real, but <laughs> and it's real exactly as you. evil as I imagined it would be, perhaps more so. It's just a way to like, even no matter how responsible you are, to try to like trap as many people into endless debt slavery. Yep. Yeah. Like, oh, you have an eight hundred. Here's a half a million dollar loan. Good luck paying that back, retard. Like that's what they do. Like it's just to maximize your debt slavery. You pull in seventeen hundred dollars a month, and you have a, a FICO score of eight fifty. Wow! Here's your loan. <laughs> You'll be able to pay fourteen hundred dollar mortgage. Yeah. You make seventeen hundred dollars. You, how many groceries do you need? <laughs> Gas will never go up to five bucks a gallon. You'll be fine. Yeah, it was four ninety nine. We paid off in no time. Food won't double in price. Yeah. So if if you if you out there want to tank your credit score by further association with this show. Uh, make sure to, to compose and record, send in a, a jingle for the official OK Homo episode 100 jingle contest. That's OKHMOshow at gmail.com. Dude, I can't wait to hear these shitty jingles. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be great. <laughs> episode 100 is going to be a good time. Are we going to do just a playthrough, like a kickback playthrough of all the jingles that we got? Nah, submitted? let's just throw we'll, we'll throw one or two up and then we'll oh, fucking shoot the shit about some stuff and we'll throw another <laughs> jingle up there. I don't want to subject everybody to like five jingles in a row randomly. Oh, okay. Well, episode 100 is going to be, it's going to be laid back. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be. It will be very fun. Yeah. Hope you guys all ne- Next week's going to be super schizo though. I can't wait for what I have for you guys next week. <laughs> I'm going to be so schizo. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good night. Also, I respect your opinion and whatever else you said about me. You've got mail. What the fuck? Don't tell me you don't like my show.